Welcome to the Inline Journey Podcast. My name is Courtney Badger. I am a women's freedom coach and I am your host. True freedom lies in learning how to relax into being ourselves. And so on this podcast, I will talk about all things that bring us back to our soul, human design, mindset, travel, freedom, delegation, boundaries, all of the things that allow our soul's true nature to truly shine in the world so we can find our life's purpose. (sighs) Welcome back, you guys. Oh my goodness. I know it has been a couple of weeks, so I really miss you. Uh, I keep telling myself I'm going to get into a better rhythm and batch my podcasts and do just like four in one day so I have a whole month's worth of recordings and just hasn't happened. So here we are uh, working towards better batching as a solopreneur, but you are juggling it all when you are doing everything yourself. There is no one to bear the load. And when extra things come up, it can just be hard to fit it all in. And right now I have been working a part-time job just to supplement my income and time is limited. So if you are a solopreneur with a part-time job, full-time job, a mom, other things going on, anything like that. Like I see you, I feel you, and just want you to know, like so proud of you for continuing to push forward. If you drop the ball sometimes, you miss something, not everything gets done. It's okay. It's fully okay. And the world will keep spinning. Your business won't fall apart, even though Sometimes it feels like it does. I've heard, if you do not release a podcast every week, there is no point in doing a podcast. And, you know, I, that is just like being a slave to the algorithm. And of course there are things that I can do better. And I wish sometimes could work out better, but I just really don't want to be a slave to the algorithm anymore. And it's okay if you're doing everything you can do and not everything works out. So just wanted to share that little tidbit of advice and a piece of love. But today we are talking about health and this is going to be a really different conversation on health. I know I've talked so much about body and weight and image and all of those things. And that's just been such a big piece of my personal story Um, growing up in diet culture, being told I wasn't good enough, being so focused on my body and my weight and just being told that until I weighed XYZ, I was not allowed to love myself or be lovable to other people. And I was not allowed to have my goals and my dreams. And that was so internalized and just so damaging because as I heard those things, not only did it affect my physical health, but it really started to take a toll on my mental, my physical, and my spiritual health. And I just internalized those things and let those become my belief system and become my reality. And as I've started to unwind those beliefs, I just joined a new gym yesterday. Um, As many of you guys know, if you have been a fellow of A listener since the beginning, you know, I have been recovering from adrenal fatigue and I've slowly been coming out of it. And for, it's actually been a year now, been pretty dedicated to doing deep stretch yoga and going for walks and just really learning how to slow down and connect my body. And I will say for one thing, um, I'm incredibly grateful. I was diagnosed with adrenal fatigue because it forced me to stop. It forced me to slow down and it forced me to look internally. 
And if it had not been for adrenal fatigue, I don't think I would have slowed down my workouts. I don't think I would have been willing to really look internally and say, hey, what is going on? Why am I so disconnected? So I am eternally grateful that my body was like, no, something deeper is going on and you really need to fix this shit. And what happens when we are younger and our boundaries get continually broken or we live in a household or a life without boundaries, we begin to physically and emotionally disconnect from our bodies as a way to keep ourselves safe. I mean, we want to stay safe. We try to stay safe at all costs and everything we do is in the name of safety. Every choice you make is in the name of safety. Literally sitting on your couch, numbing out to TV in the name of safety because you're numbing out from an emotion that feels unsafe to feel. Um, Doing a really hard workout in the name of safety because you're doing something for your body. Not working it out at all in the name of safety to keep the status quo, to numb out, to not feel an emotion, whatever. Every decision is in the name of safety. And so in the name of safety, your body begins to disconnect from itself, disconnect from its emotions because they are too big and hard to feel. And that was my personal experience. I became very disconnected from my body at a pretty young age. Um, Getting bullied in school just was unsafe and my little body just could not feel it. And as he became more and more disconnected from my body, I overrode my fullness and my hunger signals and I ate to stuff down my emotions and I gained weight and then that affected my self-esteem and then I was told that I would struggle with my weight my whole life and that became my identity and literally has been my identity. I am someone who would always struggle with my weight and guess what guys I have struggled with my weight so hardcore. I know you guys know this. I've been on every fucking diet under the sun. I have done low carb. I've done Weight Watchers. I've done keto. I've done Whole30. I've done HCG. I've done cabbage soup. I did the master cleanse, which was a 10-day lemonade fast, like so many diets. In an attempt to control my body because it was so disconnected from it that I thought the only way to fix it was to control it. And when we are disconnected from something, we often use control as a method to fix the thing that we're trying to fix. Um, But I was at the gym today or yesterday. I just started going to this new gym and I had this thought. They ask you, like they give you an intake form. says, why are you coming here? And there were like four or five boxes and it was like, to get healthier, to get stronger, to like maintain your current level of fitness, to lose weight, other. And I I said to get stronger and get healthier. And when it came to to lose weight checkbox, I didn't check it. And I normally always check that box um, because like my entire life focus has been to lose weight, to lose weight, to lose weight. And I'm currently the heaviest I've ever been. Um but also the happiest in my body that I've ever been. And so it's this interesting like paradox of like, okay, if I'm so happy, like why am I still holding on to weight? And I really thought about at the gym, like, why am I here? Like, what am I doing? And I thought this, like, I am ready to commit to being emotionally, physically, and spiritually healthy. Um, And I had a relationship in my life that was really causing a lot of emotional discourse for me. And I had made the decision to end the friendship. And that was a really hard, hard, hard decision. 
Um, but I was like, you know, when someone says I want to get physically healthy, no one says anything about needing to cut out a certain food or eat a certain way. But when we set up emotional boundaries, we can get so much pushback and be told that we are such a bad person. And if you are really trying to release weight and show up differently in the world, feel differently about your body, like it is not just about the scale. And I know so many of you have heard that, but also it's not just about what you eat. It's not just about how you move. Like how much do you love yourself? What do your boundaries look like? Are you living your purpose? What does your emotional health look like? What does your spiritual health look like? I just realized in this friendship, I didn't have boundaries. I let them really run the show, say a lot of negative things about me. And it felt hard to let go of their relationship because it had been such a long standing friendship. But I was like, what is a friendship if that if that's how I feel in the relationship? And it was just such this reflection of the old me of that is what I was used to in friendships that felt so normal. And it was this realization of how much I have shifted that now that is no longer the norm. Now that that is no longer okay with me. And that has taken so much physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual work to be able to get to that point. And so I want you to ask yourself, like, are you just focusing on the physical? Are you focusing on the food and the discipline and the workouts and just the mindset? But like, are you looking at your overall health? I really want you to take inventory. I want you to ask yourself the five closest people to you, is your relationship with them healthy? Is that fulfilling? Do you have healthy boundaries around it? And how do they make you feel when you're with them and when you're apart from them? Because I notice unhealthy relationships often when you're together, most of the time you feel great. It's when you're apart that you don't feel as good, as valued, whatever that looks like. Um, and so I really want you to take inventory of the top five people closest to you. And then what does your spiritual relationship look like? What does your spiritual connection look like? Do you feel like you have to control God or the universe? Do you feel like you can let go? Do you feel like you can trust? Do you feel like you trust the path that your life is going on? Or are you constantly like white knuckling it, hoping things will work out? Or have you put a lot of conditions on the universe? Like, when I lose the weight, I know you'll give me my dream business. When I have more money, I know I'm allowed to enjoy my life. Like, what if you had it all right now? What if you had the money, you had the thing, you had the body? Like, not necessarily how would you be showing up, but what beliefs would you have? Because often we are asked, if you had it all, what would you be doing? It doesn't matter what you would be doing. Because actions, they don't matter. It's the belief behind the actions. So if you had it all, what would you be believing? And what would you be thinking? I'm sure there's an area in your life already where you're just like a freaking rock star. You do really amazing. And your belief system is just like on check. It is on point. And I want you to ask yourself, okay, like what is this area of my life that's just like fully already on point? 
And how do I apply that area of my life that's already on point and look at my belief system in that area? And how do I learn to apply that belief system in other areas of my life? And I know it can feel really hard because you're like, oh, but yeah, this is the exception. No, it's not the exception because other people struggle in that area of their life. So for example, for me, travel, like easiest thing in the world to me, just an expectation that I'll take multiple international trips. The money will always be there. The plane tickets will always be there. Like things will happen. It doesn't matter how much money I have, like does not matter. Travel always happens. It's a priority in my life where other people are like, oh, I wish I could travel when I have the money, I'll travel. When I have this, I'll travel. Travel will happen later in my life, you know? And so it's not the thing, it's the belief. And so I want you to ask yourself, if you already had the business, the body, the relationship, the friendships, what would be your beliefs around that? What would you be thinking and believing? Not what would you be doing? Because you might say, well, if I had the money, I would be traveling. And then that just makes you feel in lack, right? But if you already had the money, you would believe the money was going to show up and that you would be inspired to take action on that, right? If you already believed that the clients were showing up, then you would be inspired to create a new program, to show up for them in a different way, to show up from this overflowing giving energy, like things would really shift for you. So I really want you to go through that. Like who are the top five people in your life? What does your relationship look like with each of them? Do you have healthy physical, emotional, and spiritual boundaries with all of them? Do they all make you feel like you are the most amazing person in the world? This really tough relationship that I ended, she always made me feel like I wasn't good enough. There was nothing I could do to be a good enough person. I was always making mistakes as a friend. I was always doing the wrong thing. I was always saying the wrong thing. I was always showing up the wrong way. No matter how hard I tried, nothing I did was good enough. And that is how I grew up. That's what I believed about myself for so long. So having a friend to reinforce that for so long felt safe and normal until it didn't. And so if you are really ready to shift those beliefs about yourself, like your friends should think you're an amazing friend. They should think you're wonderful. They should be excited to be around you. They should love you. They should make you feel supported and comforted and wonderful. And if there are people in your life that don't, like, it is time to take a look at those relationships, which I know can feel hard and I know it can feel scary. And I'm not saying just jump to that. Like, of course, have conversations, try to work through it. But sometimes, like, if you've already had those conversations over and over and over, we're often like dreaming about the relationship we want, not being realistic about the relationship that currently is. And I know that was my issue for a really long time. It was like, there was parts of the relationship that I loved so much and were so amazing and so beautiful, but there were so many parts of the relationship that just negatively impacted me. But I, I loved that person and did not want to let it go. But I had to decide that I love myself more than I loved that person. And that was a really, really hard decision, especially as a woman, especially being taught to be a good girl and a people pleaser. Just so many things programmed in our DNA, which is pick other people first. And I really want to encourage you in this time of healing, of creating your new identity, it is your time to be selfish. The word selfish is taught to us like it's a bad thing, like it's a bad word. There's something wrong with that word. 
And selfish means you put yourself first. Well, in order to support others, in order to be the best version of yourself, you need to put yourself first. The word selfless is somehow like put up there on a like bright, shiny pedestal. And the word selfless literally means like you lose yourself in other people. Oh, she's just so selfless. Like, why is that a good thing? And like, oh, she's just so selfish. No, be the selfish bitch. Like, being a bitch means that you often are direct. You're willing to speak up for yourself. You have strong boundaries. Like, the things that make you a healthy person are often the things that will get you called negative names. The things that make you an unhealthy person are often the things that people reward in society. And so there's just this realization that like, I would do things that were unhealthy for me in order to keep connection and lose connection to myself throughout the process. And there was just a turning point for me where I decided connection to myself was more important than connection to community. And I still have community. I still have wonderful friends and people that have supported me through the process and haven't been completely alone or anything like that. But like, you have to decide that you are more important than relationships or a job or anything that is unhealthy in your life and causing you to abandon yourself. For me, corporate America was a super unhealthy, toxic place that constantly caused me to abandon myself, to not show up as myself, to wear a mask every day. And it was exhausting and it was tiring and I hated every minute of it. And it was like, but you're taught you're supposed to be there. You're taught that this is, you get a good job. This is what you do. And it was very disappointing for some people that I don't want to work in corporate America, but it's like, do you live your life for other people? Do you live your life in hopes that other people will be happy with you, that they won't stay mad at you? Like, or are you living your life for yourself? And you have to decide that. Like some people are okay living their lives for other people, but that gets really freaking exhausting. And guess what? When you're living your life for other people, it's really hard to show up as that best version of yourself. But the more you step into who you're supposed to be, you will trigger some people. You will make some people uncomfortable. Something about myself that I've re- realized at a very young age is a lot of things are really easy for me. They just are. Um, school was not one of them. School was really easy for my brother and my sister, but there were a lot of other things, money, um, being physically active, weight was easy for me as a child. Um, and I got a lot of shame for things being easy for me. And it was like, well, things aren't supposed to be that easy. Like we don't want things to be that easy for you. And there was a lot of jealousy. So I started to make things hard for myself and started to make struggle things a struggle. So I didn't lose that connection. So I didn't lose that community. And now it's like, fuck that. Like I get to have things easier in my life. And those were gifts that I was given on this planet. And I do not need to hide them. I do not need to dull them. And so are there some things that you are hiding about yourself to make other people comfortable? So maybe those relationships feel great, but you do this inventory and you realize like, hey, there's some parts of myself that I'm not fully expressing. A huge part of me is humor and sarcasm and being sassy and kind of bold. And there were some people in my life who weren't okay with that often would have hurt feelings about jokes that I would make and would not be able to like be playful and silly and push back. And that really like I had to hide part of myself to make other people comfortable. And I just had this realization that like, it's not my job 
to hide parts of myself in order to make other people comfortable. It's their job to decide if they fully love and accept me. And if they don't, that's okay. We're not meant to be in relationship. So I know this episode was a little all over the place, but I really want you guys to realize like how connected health is. And for so long, I focused only on the scale. And in my workout yesterday, I just realized how truly connected our health is. And if you are struggling to get like to lose weight and you're kind of sitting a number on the scale, I have a feeling that there is an emotional or a spiritual component to that weight that is holding you back. Weight is meant to keep you safe from something. And it is often meant to keep you safe from yourself, from showing parts of yourself, from yourself being seen, from being your true self. Like it is there to hide a part of you. And so what parts of you are you hiding? What parts of you are you not, are you afraid to show? What parts of you are, are buried beneath your weight? And I, I don't know what this journey is going to look like, um, have a lot of weight I want to release. And if this is something that you guys want to hear more about, and you want to hear more about this journey of me getting just emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually healthy, which I have done a lot, a lot of emotional and mental healing with therapy. I highly recommend therapy with coaching. If you need a coach, I have one-on-one spots currently available with exercising, with reconnecting my body, with resting, with learning to use my voice, with finding hobbies. Like there have just been a lot of things I have done, but like reconnecting to your soul is the most important job that you have while you're on this planet. And I fully believe that. So I know that was a lot. I love you guys. I cannot wait to do another episode for you. The plan is to try to batch some this week. Um, so I can have them come out on the regular. So we will see how that goes. No promises, but I love you guys. And I will catch you next week as always. And if you guys could, if you have not left a review on this podcast, if you could leave a review on Apple, that is like sending me some virtual love. I would really love to get this message out to more women. I feel so strongly like this message needs to be heard. Um, I feel like this is not talked about enough. It is not talked about how, are not using our voice and our emotional, mental boundaries affect the physical so much. So I would love it if you could do that and I will catch you guys later.